You're about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. along the line that God has chosen for you for you to be a representation of the people representative of the people that means an elected position he said let me help you draw nigh to me I can help you four four standing there physically all of you are men the six of you four here and two are watching me right now in God's plan for you in God's plan for you you are supposed to be somewhere many things and it has to do with the nation you are called by god from when you were young his art is that he's going to you are supposed to be a representative of the people maybe at gubernatorial level or i can just hear the representative of the people that means an elective office or an executive position he said it will come to pass if you let me help you you are to be close to me if you are not close to me, the plans will not come to pass. Thank you, Lord Jesus. This is so weighty that it's drawing tears from my heart. Sometimes prophecy come out, it comes out in different ways. This one is very strong. Those who are watching, I know that the people concerned in heaven. If you are not close to him, this nation will lose another leader that should have been. Because what you are going to correct, what is operating there, you can't stand it except God helps you. That's why this demand is coming. This morning, there is grace on everybody here and everybody watching. 
you will just discover that there are people watching from outside Nigeria listening to me right now. And it has to do with complication. It is one, it's just complicated. Getting a job over there, precisely you are in America. Getting a job, you are early hours of the morning, you are watching us right now. Getting a job has been pretty difficult ever since you left school. And then you see there is grace this morning and God has helped you to open that door. That face of your life is open. You are, you are now gainfully employed. It, 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 you won't get to that stage again as in to, to be unemployed. And for the second one, you're already working, but it's just a complicated situation. At I don't know the meaning of why it is complicated. The Lord just said that a complication, a complication, a very complicated situation in the place of work. But see, Jesus Christ has, is speaking his peace over you and over your job this morning, and there's opening. I extend that one to anybody here also who desires to be engaged. You are not working, you are not working in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. That door, the next phase of your life is open right now. And if anybody's having complications at the place of work also, there is solution. I speak the peace of God over that storm, and the storm comes down right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody give God all the glory. Luke 21, 15. Let's read together before we take our seats. Hallelujah. This spirit of wisdom is on you. For I will give you a mouth and wisdom. Say amen. It's a promise. I will give you mouth and wisdom. <laughs> Your mouth will be there. <laughs> Which all your adversaries shall not be able to gainsay nor resist. Somebody shout, Amen. Amen. And we read Psalm, Psalm 119, verse 98. The Bible said that through thy wisdom you made me wiser than my enemies, for they are always with me. In other words, there will always be situations, oppositions, opponents, there will always be things around you. What you need is to go by this promise. A wisdom, a mouth and a wisdom. Ability to speak. Now, Isaiah, Isaiah 15 verse 4 says, The Lord has given me the tongue of a learner. I am sharing, not only just sharing. There is an impartation of this grace upon everybody now. Because during the weekend for the rest of March, you will not submit a proposal again that will be rejected. And when you sit facing panel, and I said that it is not about the correctness of your information. It is what is backing what you are saying. A mouth and a wisdom. Now, the adversary here does not only, it's not limited to somebody that hates you. It's also somebody that seeks to examine you where you might be considered unfit or fit. But the Bible says that there is a wisdom that will proceed from your mouth. That when you speak, nobody can actually refute what you have said. Hallelujah. Can have your seat. God bless you. I have a few minutes more. Some situations. In first service, we looked at some examples. They set up Jesus and they asked him, should we pay Caesar? But they packaged temptation very well. We know you are a master. You speak the truth. You don't regard anybody. Should we pay tribute to Caesar? And Jesus perceived. He said, why are you tempting me? Give me a coin. They did not anticipate that kind of answer. There is an answer that silences every opposition. He said, give me a coin. 
And he said, whose image is on this? He said, render unto us. And the Bible said that they did not ask him any question again. Then we saw, he later asked them a question. That's Matthew 22, 20. Then in verse 43, he asked them a question and he said that, the bapt- he said, why do you say, and then they could not answer. He said, they called, they called David. <laughs> the son of Jesus, they call him, he said, they called Jesus the son of David. He said, but David said, my Lord, say it unto my Lord, sit at my right hand. He said, so David in the spirit, called him Lord, but you said he's his son. And the Bible said, from that day, nobody asked him a question again. See, situations will arise in families and in places that this unction, when it's on you, when it's on you, it's not about what to say. There is a spirit on what you are saying that nobody says anything again. They asked Jesus a question. Who gave you authority to be preaching? And Jesus stepped back. And he said, I'm going to ask you a question. The baptism of John, did it come from heaven or from men? And the Bible said, they gathered and they said, that if we say from men, these men will stone us. Because John the Baptist was revealed by them. If we say from heaven, Jesus was there. So why don't you believe John? They said, we don't know. He said, now that we also will answer you. Then they moved to the most, the greatest temptation that Jesus faced. In John chapter 8, they brought a woman caught in the act of adultery. And they said to John, Moses said we should stone her. What do you say? What says thou? If Jesus has said, don't stone her, Jesus will be going against Moses and the stone will quickly shift from the woman to Jesus. The Pharisees worship Moses. Say something about Moses and get yourself executed with immediate effects. So Jesus looked at them. On the other hand, if Jesus should say that, okay, Moses said you should stone her, stone her, Jesus would have compromised his mission on earth. He said the Son of Man has come to save the lost. To save the lost. Not to allow. He said that, that any said, God has said this word that any whoever believes should not perish, but have everlasting life. He was sent to see to it that nobody should perish. So telling the woman to perish would have compromised his mission. So he bent down. He needed this unction and he wrote. He did not. Many of the questions standing for you don't need to answer. They just need an unction. He said, he didn't say stone or don't stone. He just said, let who has no. That, all of them knew that this is, a, this is an answer beyond this realm. If you don't have any stone, any sin, cast it for stone. If he has said stone, argument will start. He gave an answer that fixed everybody. Ah, one of them was throwing up the stone and catching it. Ah, he said, oh boy, get us. <laughs> so he said, hey, he said, catch us. Threw down the stone. And by the time Jesus looked up again, it was a tense moment some minutes ago. And oh, there is a there is an uprising in the office. There is tension. There is something in the family. Family meeting tension. There is something you can say because the Prince of Peace lives in you. And everything settles just it just goes. You are not saying that you you are guilty, Auntie Ailey wrong. That is not the unction comes from within. What you say might not even make sense to you, it just stops everything. Daniel used it in Babylon. Now, I want to just show us two people very briefly. I have less than 10 minutes more. Daniel. In Daniel chapter 2, I think from verse 13 or so, the king dreamt and he forgot the dream and he said, okay, you know what? I'm going to kill all the wise men in Babylon. Understand God that we don't have some kings in our time. What? what how, how can people be that intoxicated? By, but, I mean, that was... How, can people, how, can, how could somebody be that power drunk? You were the one that slept after eating a bowl of fufu or whatever. 
and then you woke you and then you forgot you dream. And if whose business did I sleep on your bed or what? I mean, then you woke up and because you dreamt and you forgot, the whole country must go into flames. And he said, Okay, the wise man told us, King, tell us the dream. He said, You boys, you are trying to play me. If I tell you that you fabricate something, he said, Prove to me that you know. Tell me the dream and the interpretation, then I will respect you. After all, gather Nigerians and tell them dream. They will give interpretation. I saw three mountains. Three mountains, I mean three, you know, say three mountains. Each one is 10 years. It means in 30 years. When I will not be there to defend what I've told you. <laughs> Amen. So he said, I know what you are up to. He said, just tell me. Then he said, you know what killed. And in those days, kings were gods. What did Daniel tell Ariok? As Ariok was coming with sword, he saw Daniel. He said of him to kill. And the decree went forth that the wise men should be slain. And they saw Daniel and his fellow. As soon as the decree was, you see, anytime Satan is trying to make a move, it targets Christian first. It's true. It targets Christian first. I, I, we are, we are not in any way. We don't. This, we were the first to go. One of the first set of churches to go on video to say that uh, no more uh, physical service. You saw the video I made that time that we'll be meeting online. But sincerely speaking, all through that time, clubs around my house they were meeting and nobody went to harass them. But they were harassing every church that opened. It would have, I prefer a uniform. So if we say no garden, no garden at all. And I am every no garden at all. But it's always like that. It has always been like that. But that's not an excuse for a church to be responsible. I'm just saying it has always been like that. A few of us attended a few parties and nobody came to disturb them there. But every Sunday morning, the first time they locked them, they went to my friend's church and they went to close up the place. And most who started, then they started on Sunday. Why not on some other days? But then it's okay. So there were wise men. The wise men that the king, the, the king called some. Daniel was not among the ones the king called. The, he told them the dream. The killer did not start with those ones. Our charity must begin from the house now. Or from home. When they told you, the king said, okay, tell me. All of them said, our king, we don't know the meaning. The killing should have started with them. But the guy carried sword. He looked at her at the palace and said, I'll, I'll come back to you. Let's go and start with Daniel and his fellows. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But there is an answer in us. By the Spirit. Look at the next verse. Now the Bible says, remember, kings those, in those days, you dare not, you, must, you could not disobey the king. But the Bible said, Daniel answered Ariok with counsel and wisdom. He said something to Ariok. Which, which was gone for to slay the wise men. And instead of Ariok killing Daniel, he took Daniel to go and meet the king. That was even a risk on the part of Ariok. I sent you as a king to go and kill somebody. You brought him back to me. But what did that... Daniel must have used this technology also. In now chapter 6 verse 10, and this is the last, verse, last place I'm going, Acts 6 10. The Bible says about Stephen, this same thing manifested. Let's start from verse 9. There arose certain of the synagogue, which is called synagogue of the Libertines, and of Syrian Cyrenians and Alexandrians, and them of Sicilia or Cilicia and Asia and of Asia, disputing with Stephen. Every contract, every come and face a defender of Bosa is a dispute. And they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spoke. Everybody say wisdom and spirit. Say it again. 
That means this is this thing is spiritual. They could not resist. Philip, Stephen just stood before them. When they finished talking, they had nothing to say again. They, they could not resist. They could not resist. Are there people imagining this morning that should step out on Monday? Nobody can resist the wisdom and the spirit by which you speak. Shout a loud amen. amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Most great people are simple, but their PAs are tough. And the PA will not let you see them. This is the case of Arok and Nebuchadnezzar. There is something you can say that will make the person say, nobody sees God, but you know what? You have to say it. There is a way. There is a way. Every time I saw from church property, we are not the owners, at least not yet. We have landlords. Every time we move to my, I'm also a tenant somewhere. Everywhere, everywhere, the meeting the landlord has been, they have dropped almost up to 50% of the money. The agents will not let you want you to see the landlord. As soon as, as, soon as you see that something is going to drop, but there is a way, there is something to say that opens the door. Wisdom and counsel. Wisdom and counsel. Two members of the family that will never be reconciled. There is something you can say. And in the evening, they are calling each other and the family is cemented back. Fathers who have gone away, mothers, married that ended a long time ago and they've said bye-bye. There is something you can say. I give you a wisdom, a mouth and a wisdom that nobody can gain say. The person's excuse will be paralyzed. They won't say again that, you know, so you want me to go and beg him? And People have told me before, no, this time around, there is something you say and they just say, okay. What comes out of it is okay. So I'll show you from uh, 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 Stephen, from Jesus, from Daniel. And Jesus several examples. The Bible says that Psalm 119 verse 98 that we read. It said that commandments, it has made me wiser than my enemy. They are always with me. Enemies are always there. Situations will always be against you. This is why this wisdom has to be ever present with you. For thou preparest a table before me, not in the presence of my friend, the presence of my enemy. As a matter of fact, as soon as a table is prepared before you, some friends will become enemies. I hope you know. Yeah. You can marry a final guy than somebody and all your friends can get angry. Different things. When you are broke and you don't greet people very well, they will excuse you that maybe it's not feeling good. When you are rich and don't greet them, everybody will remember. Say he's proud. He's very proud. Once you are promoted, anything you do will not be pardoned by people. People pity someone that is in the pits. They envy somebody that woman be just like it that way. Once you are, once they come to your house to sympathize, ah, you've not paid that rent. Wow. Whatever you do will be excused. They will forgive you. If they invite you for a prayer and you don't come, they will forgive you. Maybe it doesn't have transfer fear. But if they know that you have, you have, and you, invite, you are not there, they will say that uh, it's not working with us. It doesn't want to work with the lives of us again. It feels it's big. It's true. But then you have to make a choice in life. Either to be pitied. It feels good to be pitied. But the Bible says that the rich answers roughly. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you, if you are the one being envied and they are saying things about you, as long as you keep rising, you don't send anybody. You know, too many people are concerned about what people say about them. 
You live in bondage when you are too concerned about what people say about you. There is no time they won't talk about that. You can never satisfy human beings. Never. Hallelujah. There are people that matter in your life. Pay attention to them and don't pay attention to everybody. Most of those who came to eat rice at your wedding day, you've not seen them after your wedding. They don't know how you are living. If you seek to impress people on your wedding day, after that day, you won't see many of them. I hope you know. If 500 people attend your wedding, 400 of them will never visit your home. Be wise. You are cooking for those who don't send you. Why don't you cook for the ones who are already checking after your welfare every now and then and be happy? I mean, somebody is looking at me like, you're about to get my to plan party here. Go and do it, no problem. There's nothing wrong with party. I'm just telling you that <laughs> sometimes you have to ask yourself what is truly important in life. Amen. Is somebody with me? Shall we rise? Wisdom. Mouth and wisdom. Say those two words again. I have been given a mouth. Ah, thank God I have mouth. <laughs> when they say you don't have mouth there, so I, ha- I have. Whatever concerns my life, my mouth did there. Because Jesus said to me, I give you a mouth and a wisdom. Hallelujah. An irresistible wisdom. Oh, I see this thing working. I'm, in my, I'm, I'm picturing some of you going to an office and they say you cannot see the MD. And you look at the lady and you say something and she says, I'm sorry, you can see the MD. The same person. Wisdom and mouth. Mouth and wisdom. Through thy commandments. Oh, I don't know why. This came to me in a mild way, but it's stronger now. There will be a lady, there's a lady that you will say something to your mother-in-law that is so troublesome. And this time around, everything comes. And your relationship with her changes from that day to something wonderful. You know, there are conflicts here and there. Even brother to brother. I will give you a wisdom and a mouth. A wisdom and a mouth. Now your dad says that this is the first time I'm going to do this that you have said and I'm going to do it. A wisdom and a mouth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When we were in school, I think I've told this story before. One of the sisters in the fellowship, her father was, I won't say a lion, a tiger. He was, he was himself a terrorist in the house. The father was tough, beat up everybody, shout, the mom will be shivering before the father. His own wife. And into a band prayer, band church, band everything in the house. He would just sit down at home on Sunday and be reading newspaper. This girl was in our fellowship in school. And she heard the message. The message moved her like I'm sharing with you this morning. She packed her bag Sunday evening. We used to do fellowship Sunday evening. Monday morning, she went to Lagos. And she just sat in the room till evening, waiting for the following morning. There was this unction in her. In the morning, she rang a bell. The bell that they are condemned for a long time. The father had no prayer. Around 5.30 a.m. And the mom came out. She said, we are praying. Where is daddy? The mom was like, ah, over mommy. And she looked at the father. When the father came, I wanted to say, sir, daddy, 
we, you are the head of this family. We should pray. We must honor God in this family. Let's pray, Daddy. And to the amazement of the mom, the man just went, boost. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue must confess. And she prayed, prayed, and she finished, said, Daddy, from today, we, you are our father. We must pray in our house. And the father said, even me, I've been thinking, I'm thinking about what? Unction of the moment. Now, if you do have the same unction, you can go and try to receive a slap. Back to you, I. <laughs> Hallelujah. Unction of the moment. In everything I've shared with you right now, it's because of scenarios will come during the week. Jesus has gone ahead of you. I don't know. Some people before the end of this month, you are going to be someone. And when you stand before the people, as you talk, you have a wisdom and a mouth that nobody can gainsay. That leads to your rapid promotion. You are blessed in the name of Jesus Christ. Your week is blessed in the name of Jesus Christ. The grace of God is on you in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah to the name of the Lord. Somebody blessed this morning. Give God praise. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.